0: It is the Not So Bon Voyage podcast number 37.
1: On today's episode, we chat about falling into scalding hot springs and the dream holiday that was just a little too good to be true. Grab your special shoes and let's go. And
0: then the train got lost.
1: How does the train get lost when it's on rail? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. It's good, looking good, ready to go. Hey,
1: Voyagers. Hello,
0: Voyagers. What's up? What's going on in your world? How are you? That's my first question today is, how are you? And we hope you're doing well. We hope you're staying safe.
1: Yeah. or And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's the tagline. So <laughs> if you're not going to be safe, at least tell us about it. Not too many adventures going on right now, but we hope that through the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, that you get a little sense of adventure from our storytelling to you, and it's our gift.
1: Yeah, we want you to feel that like travel vibe because no one's traveling right now, and it really sucks.
0: Yeah, and there's no travel stories. There's nothing in the news. It's uh, I, although in saying that, I actually have a very good in the news today. Really, that happened very recently. It's what? a new. It's a new news, and it is travel related, and it is a not so bon voyage. So it's actually kind of perfect.
1: What? Where did you find that?
0: I just have my sauces.
1: Okay, well, yeah. I can't
0: wait to hear it. I have my barbecue, I have your ketchup, I have my sauces.
1: You have your sauces, you have your mustard. Yeah, I've got All everything. sorts of sauces. It's a real mustard. It's a sauce factory over here. We tried to
0: make sayings about our sauces one day. We'll have to share that.
1: Yes, we did. Old mayonnaise, the old yeah. mayonnaise at the party. The
0: old mayonnaise at the party is what you don't want to be, which means you are late. Might. You are
1: late. You're the old mayonnaise. Yeah, but you nobody don't want to be the old mayonnaise. But
0: nobody wants to be the new mustard.
1: That's true. Because then you're too eager. You're there too early.
0: Yes, but we're not a condiment podcast. We are strictly a travel podcast where we talk about not so bon voyage and occasional aviation and avian law. But it is episode thirty-seven, and we're going to jump straight into it. Updates.
1: Updates. I have an update.
0: Ooh yeah.
1: So you may remember that on episode thirty-two you talked about John Allen Chow, who was the missionary who went to North Sentinel Island.
0: Yes. He was trying to convert the unconvertibles, the most uninhabited, not uninhabited, sorry, uncontacted tribe in the world. He was trying to spread the Lord and Jesus. Spread the Lord. Spread the Lord. And it didn't work out too good for him.
1: It did not. We won't tell you what happened. You're going to have to go back and listen to episode episode. 32. But we do have an update of sorts, a funny update. Somebody named Sam Zucker reached out to us on Instagram. His handle is at Zucker and Spice. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. With a hilarious screenshot of North Sentinel Island on Google Maps. So in Google Maps, it shows the island, and it shows two places listed on the island. One Is, is one a church? No, it doesn't have any funny. churches. That would be funny, like a Catholic church. One is a Luke Demetraus Steakhouse. I don't know if Luke Demetrau is a real person. Maybe just somebody on Google. A steakhouse
0: is interesting.
1: Yeah, and the other one is Starbucks.
0: Well, I mean, if, star- if anybody's going to be there, it's going to be Starbucks.
1: That's true. Starbucks is legit everywhere. So this Edmund is- Hillary
0: got to the top of Everest and there was a Starbucks there.
1: Yeah. Just one of those small ones. Yeah. just it's like a drive-thru. It's a drive-thru one. Yeah. You know, they can't have the whole thing up there, guys. Come on. Come on. Let's not push it. Let's not push it. So this is obviously a joke. There's not really Starbucks there. Or is there? Oh. We don't know. Maybe someone can report back if you're sailing around the area. If you're don't around, go on the island.
0: <laughs> if you're around the Andaman Islands, please let us know if there actually is a Starbucks there As, and who works there.
1: Yeah. Is it a sale through Starbucks? Could be. Oh,
0: the world's first. Do they have a sale through Starbucks? They
1: really should. That I'm sure, would be like at Yacht Week in Croatia, they have those pop, pop up sales through Starbucks.
0: That would be very cool.
1: That would be really cool. So, obviously, some jokesters on the internet have gone on to Google. Those jokesters. Those internet jokesters. I know. When I wrote that, I was like, I sound like I'm 105, but it's fine. And also, when that actually happened, when John Allen Chow visited the island and the news broke on that, people went on to Google and left reviews for the island. There's only a couple left, but there are some. I was reading an article about it. It's pretty funny. So, I'm going to read a few of the gems. Oh, okay. Okay. So, the first one is... Very peaceful once we got away from the locals, who insisted on trying to spear us to death, but we will say that outside the village there's no noise, so I slept like a baby under the stars. Five stars would 100% go back. Girlfriend isn't speaking to me, though.
0: <laughs> okay, there you go. I mean, that's just a small thing you need to get overcome first. First, overcome the locals with spears. Next, every- the girlfriend, I guess.
1: Yeah, I. I. this is not a honeymoon destination. Do not take your girlfriend there.
0: Yeah, do not go there at all. If you've listened to the, if you've there. listened to episode thirty two, you'll know that we're having a joke. You cannot go there, nor should you, because it will not work out well.
1: Another one of the reviews was the meal was okay. Not sure what it was, but it tasted like chicken or pulled pork, possibly human.
0: Hmm.
1: could be John it's a Chow.
0: Could, whoa dark. that's a clue It got
1: dark it got dark let's lighten the mood
0: Whoa-ho-ho. so
1: thank you sam for sending that in that was a fun uh, little update on that story it was hilarious that people have put starbucks down on that island that's funny I, if someone I, we, can please sail by just do a sail by and tell us if there's by. a starbucks
0: okay Next update today is talking about our Voyager chat that just aired on Thursday with Bob Demena. If you listen to our Voyager chat, it is a new series. Well, it's it's we've done three weeks of it now, so it's you know it's semi new. It is exactly like the Not So Bon Voyage podcast where we talk about when shit goes wrong on the road, but this time we're talking directly to the people it happened to. So it's an interesting new take on our storytelling. It is called the Voyager chat series, and it launches on Thursdays. We've had people talk about their time hanging out with the Taliban and the Russian mob. We had a guy talking about his experience traveling with Lyme disease. And last week, we had Bob's story, which is very reminiscent of The Hangover in Thailand. So make sure you check out the Voyager chat series. And we've got more coming up. They're just they're going to keep rolling. Rolling and rolling, baby.
1: Rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah.
0: Do you want, all right. Let's get to my news. While we're rolling, I'm going to roll straight into my In The News because let's do it. it's new travel news. And I'm very excited oh, to I'm talk frothing. about it. So, some things are starting to open up again, and it is – what a relief that is. And we might be a while away from – I'm obviously talking about the lockdown, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay. Just
0: in case it was, you know, people don't realize. And we might be a while away from clubs and music festivals and large events, but it is nice to know that we can venture outside to beaches and parks again. Zion National Park in Utah is set to reopen very soon. Actually, it might even be open by the time this goes live. And more and more parks around the US are reopening. Woo-hoo! Woohoo! And it will be a huge sigh of relief to people uh, because the parks are being closed. And one park in particular is Yellowstone National Park, which has been closed since March 24th. Or has it? Because that hasn't stopped people from entering it.
1: Of course not. Nothing will stop people, not even a global pandemic.
0: No. Last week a woman illegally entered Yellowstone National Park and suffered burns after uh, she fell uh, into one of the thermal pools near uh, Old Faithful. What? So for anybody who's unfamiliar, Yellowstone National Park is I think it's the oldest national park in the US. It's huge. It actually sits on I think one of the largest super volcanoes in the world. The whole site is basically a super volcano, but it has what it's famous for is these huge geysers. Um, which is – what's a geyser?
1: It's like a reverse waterfall. It's
0: a Oh, my God. That is the best way that anybody's ever explained it. It is a reverse waterfall. Water shoots up from the ground, and it's called Old Faithful, but they also have these hot springs that you can't swim in because they are extremely hot. They are scalding. They're made of minerals and acids, and they're very, very hot. But they're also very cool to explore because they have all different colors and things like that. But that's what they're most famous for is the thermal pools. So a woman illegally entered Yellowstone last week and it is believed that she was there to taking photos. So she's, she's taking photos, snap, snap, snapping away, and she's walking backwards <sighs> trying to get a picture and she slipped and fell into a thermal <gasps> pool and ended up scalded.
1: Never scol- walk scol- backwards.
0: Scolded? Scalded is the word. Scalded. 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 I don't know. <laughs> so she got pretty badly burned, but she managed to get herself out and she jumped back into her car and sped off. To the hospital, I hope so. Well, it says that she drove about 50 miles out of the park or away before being stopped by a park ranger, and she was eventually airlifted to a burn center at a hospital in Idaho. Wow. So she might have been pretty messed up.
1: Yeah, well, those things are very, very hot.
0: Yes, the thermal waters can get over boiling temperature, which is crazy. That's even hotter than boiling. That's pretty hot. And they're also made up of acids and gases and mud and it's just a real some of them are pretty low-key but some of them can be raging at times it's just a real shit show it's in a there. real shit show in there and so yeah so she got messed up and it's also illegal to go into the geysers anyway because it's super dangerous and this is the i just wanted to read what the yellowstone national park says water in hot springs can cause severe or fatal burns and scalding water there you go scalding Water underlies most of the thin, breakable crust around the hot springs, so it's very easy to be thinking that you're walking up to a hot spring, and then it just falls away because it's very oh my thin. God. So it just falls away, and you fall into it.
1: Oh, that's scary. And it said
0: hot springs have injured or killed more people in Yellowstone than any other natural feature. Wow. So these thermals are the real deal. Do not fuck with them. And as I was researching this story, of course, I came across a few stories where people have not been as lucky. And one of them is probably the worst one was back in 2016 where a 23-year-old guy was there with his sister and they were hiking off trail in an illegal area and he slipped and fell into a hot spring <gasps> Oof. and he never came out.
1: He never came out? They never recovered his body?
0: He fell into a superheated, acidic mud pot and he got stuck in there. But he fell into it and was basically lodged into it, and the sister couldn't get him out. And she ran and she got the park rangers. And when they came, basically all they saw was just a few things sticking out—part of his head, his arm—and they just assumed, well, he's definitely dead because he's submerged in this hot pot. And then they in the hot pot. Yeah, it's actually what it's called, hot potting. (laughs) I know. And they had to abandon their attempt to re- recover the body. He, they already determined he was dead. And they came back the next day and the body was gone. It dissolved? It just dissolved. <gasps> wow. So there you go. Do not mess with the hot springs. That but,
1: is insane.
0: But on a funnier note, on a lighter note, because that got a little dark again, <laughs> funnier note but equally as dangerous, a couple of years ago a man was filmed sitting on the edge of a hot spring casually soaking his feet in the no. steaming hot water.
1: No, his, that must have been a not as hot one, right? I guess. Yeah,
0: they range in different. I think they can also increase and decrease depending on the thermal activity. But this guy was sitting on a crusty edge of a hot spring and people were screaming at him like, get out, get out. And they, there's even footage of it. I want a link to it. And he just casually popped off his shoes, popped off his socks and just dipped his feet in there completely unfazed and started washing his feet.
1: You know, after a long day walking around Yellowstone, I can understand the desire to have a foot soak. Absolutely. dogs are barking, your feet are are killing you, and you see a hot spring, you just want to dip your little toesies in them. I get it.
0: I mean, we've been to Yellowstone, and it's pretty clear what the path is and what the path isn't. And it's also very clear whether you speak English or not, do not go into the hot springs.
1: Do not do that. It is
0: very obvious. So... I say at your own risk.
1: Mm, or just don't do it. Yeah. Also, don't walk backwards when there are dangerous geological features near you and don't go off trail, probably.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like it seems everybody, I know people want this sense of adventure and they want to do all this sort of stuff, but that is honestly the easiest way to avoid probably half of the not so bon voyages that we talk about. Mm-hmm. It's just, well, maybe not half, but just. If you stick to the rules, and I'm not saying we're always the rule stickers. We're definitely not the rule stickers. Sometimes we're the rule breakers. But a lot of these stories of research, if there's one travel tip we can give you, it's that usually the rules are there for a reason. The trail is there because it's the safest route. Going off trail is usually when things go wrong. Mm -hmm. And that is the long and short of it.
1: It's not even just for your safety, but it's for the protection of the environment and other animals. Mm, there you go respect respect nature respect. or you might get sucked into a hot pot into a hot pot and you would end up in a delicious soup <laughs> of
0: acidic hot springs oh wow that yeah. is
1: uh, th- that's a great news in the yeah. news
0: new thank news. you new news new news but that's it I'm Who absolutely knew? tapped out I've got no more news travel is over oh no that's it's not sad. just no, for it's now not. it's for now it's fine it's back it'll be back relax relax so we'll live, have guys. believe me when travel you know what i'm excited about i'm excited about when travel finally kicks back into action and people are so eager we're going to have so many not so bon voyages on a, on a selfish note That's so i'm just true. thinking People are going to go out and do the dumbest stuff because they're so excited and we're going to have the best stories.
1: People are going to be a hot mess out there. Oh,
0: it's going to be so good, guys. And we'll be
1: waiting to get all the stories. Give
0: me the stories of Mm. what happened. Mm. So just be prepared, guys. If you're not already following our podcast, do it. Mm -hmm. All right. That's it. You got a main story for us today? I
1: do have a main story. It's
0: Christine's story. turn to tell the main story. It's my
1: time to shine. I was going
0: to say turn and time, and I kind of got into this weird turum, mm, mm.
1: Like a wheel of time situation? I just meant it's your time to Wrinkle tell the story, but time. it's also your
0: turn. It's your mm. time turn.
1: Okay. So my main story today is called Special Shoes.
0: I just want to say that for long-term listeners, for long-term voyagers, you will be pleasantly surprised that Christine has named her story and it is something that isn't super obvious and it is something that is creative. So I just want to say a special shout out to Christine for naming her story.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. I worked really hard on it.
0: Special shoes. Okay. Hmm.
1: So I know it's very like, "Hmm, what could this possibly be? Yeah. So I got most of this info from an episode of Locked Up Abroad, very popular television show. Yes. Television show. So if anyone wants to learn more, they can watch it season five, episode five. Don't worry about telling
0: them. Tell them after we've we've told the story. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Okay. Erase that part. Erase.
1: So this story is about Bridgen Young. She's 20 years old and she lives in Johannesburg, South Africa.
0: Bridget or Bridgen? Bridgen. Bridgen.
1: B-R-I-G-E-N-E.
0: Like bitchin, but bridgen.
1: Kind of. Like bridge, but then N. Bridgen. bridge N. Okay, that's, that's easier. bridge It might be like bridge or something. bridge I tried to look it up and I could not find the pronunciation. Uh, we but, so we're going with bridge We
0: know what pronunciation is like. We know the the currency of pronunciation on this podcast. It's pretty low. We,
1: it's not our uh, main, it's not in our wheelhouse to be the pr- correct pronunciator. No, no. If
0: pronunciation was a stock, it would be very low and it would be, be falling. Low. It would be declining.
1: It's on the decline. Yeah, sell, Don't sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. So Bridgen lives in Johannesburg with her 16-year-old sister. Her mother has recently passed away, so she's basically taking care of herself and her sister.
0: Okay. Sad. Sad story. Yeah.
1: She's young. She's 20. You know, she's, she's a hustler. She works at a bar, and she has a regular customer. His name is CJ. He's young. He's super friendly. He's outgoing. He tips well. So he seems like a dude that basically has his life together. Good job. He's, you know... Just a good, good customer. You want a regular like that. Yeah,
0: you do. You do.
1: Mm -hmm. So he comes in a lot. They develop a rapport and while she's working one of her shifts, he asks her out on a date.
0: Oh, so he wants to give her more than the tip. He wants to give her the whole thing.
1: That is not a joke that I was thinking about making, but that is funny. I will give you credit for that. So it's not just the tip. So they catch up outside of work. He's getting to know her. He's asking questions about family life, hobbies, all that dating. I mean it's been a while since we've it's been a while dated. I believe
0: that's what people ask.
1: I believe I mean not in this day. Now people just swipe left and right, but
0: swipe right, send a dick pic.
1: Woo. Pretty much. So they start talking on the phone regularly. And then during their next date, CJ pulls out photos he's taken on a recent trip to Mauritius.
0: Delicious Mauritius.
1: I was just thinking that. Delicious Mauritius. Mauritius. It sounds delicious. It does, right? It's like, mmm, Mauritius. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's really hard to spell. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. If you don't know about Mauritius, it's an island in the Indian Ocean. It's off the coast of Southeast Africa. It's like really popular luxury holiday destination beaches. It looks gorgeous. I
0: knew someone from Mauritius once.
1: Isn't our friend Lucy I mean, from Mauritius?
0: Ooh. I feel like
1: she is, hmm. but I could be wrong. She but probably, I thought her family, or she, I thought her family was from it.
0: I think Indian immigration to Mauritius hmm. back in the day was big. So maybe because she's English, hmm. I don't know. We should probably. Find that before talking about and just making assumptions about her family history.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure. I mean, she's talked to us about it. I'm okay. pretty sure. I, can't she, remember. I think she goes there on the rag. I'm sorry, Lucy. Sorry, Lucy, if you're listening. So, anyway, it's a beautiful island, very like luxury holiday, gorgeous. So CJ's got photos of the beaches, mountains, like gorgeous views, you know, the works.
0: And then he's got a photo of a timeshare, and for just forty nine <laughs> ninety five a month, you could be part of this timeshare.
1: Okay, spoiler alert! I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm really killing it.
1: <laughs> you are a good spoiler alert. It's really annoying. Joel's always guesses TV and movies. So he pulls out the photos and he's like, we should go together. You know, a little vacay, romantic holiday. CJ's moving very fast. He's moving really fast. This is their second date. But I mean, maybe they move really fast in South Africa. If, you can, South if you're African South African, rules. can you confirm? Confirm
0: the dating rules.
1: The dating rules. This second date when you ask somebody on a vacation. So Bridget is like, that sounds amazing, but I really can't afford to go. You know, she's a bar waitress, bartender. She, you know, that's too much money. I think Mauritius is expensive. I think it is as well. It sounded very like luxury holiday. And he says, Who asked you to pay? I can afford to pay for everything.
0: Bowler alert. Bowler alert.
1: So she's a little suspicious. You know, Mm. she's a 20-something woman. She knows what's up. She knows you don't get nothing for free in this world. So she's like, hmm. But she's looking at the photos, and they look real good. And she, you know, she deserves a holiday. She She, does. She really does. She's
0: had it tough by the sounds of it.
1: She's paying rent. She's putting food on the table for her sister. No father. I don't think there was a father in the picture. Okay, so she's doing it tough. Yeah, her mother had recently passed away, and I think she would also recently broken up with her fiance. So she needs a holiday. She's down. She's down. She's down and out. She needs a holiday. So she says yes. Yes. Not a good decision. So Ooh. her sister, I mean, this is not so bon voyage after all. It's not just like they went and had a great time and then they came back. I you
0: know, for a second, I actually forgot about what our actual podcast was about. And I was like, this could. This sounds like a lovely story. And then I literally forgot that we tell a podcast where shit goes wrong on the road. And I'm like, huh, this is not going to end well for her.
1: We could tell stories of when things go right on the road. Boring. That would be really boring. So Bridget tells her sister about Going to Mauritius with CJ and the sister's like she gets a bad feeling from CJ. She doesn't. She's not getting a good vibe. If you know what I mean,
0: CJ. But
1: Bridget just chalks it up to jealousy. You know, mm. who oh, wouldn't yeah. want to go get swept away on an all inclusive vacation, right?
0: I mean, hey, so come on, CJ, invite me.
1: Yeah, seriously. Well, keep listening to the story. So the next time Bridget is at work. This, I think this is just a few days out from when they're supposed to leave. CJ shows up and says, hey, bad news. I won't be able to come to Mauritius with you, but the ticket is already paid for. So you should go by yourself and enjoy the holiday. So he's like, I can't come anymore. We have got something came up, but you should go. Mm, okay. And she's like, okay, that's kind of weird. But Suspicious. I mean, if it's a ticket, <laughs> right? If the ticket's already paid for, like, you know, in the hotel and everything. Yeah. And then he says that he needs to ask her for a little favor.
0: Oh, okay. Here we go.
1: So what was the name of the of my story? Do you remember?
0: Special Shoes.
1: Special Shoes. He needs her to take a pair of shoes with her to the island. Special Shoes. He doesn't actually uh, say that. But- I need you to take these. Special shoes. Some special shoes. So she is supposed to wear the shoes on the plane. And then when she arrives, a friend of his is going to come pick up the shoes. And then she's like, enjoy the rest of her holiday.
0: Okay. Now I kind of feel like I know where this is going.
1: Okay. So she kind of questions him about it and asks if there's like something inside the shoes.
0: And she's like, I would never be seen in a wedge. And this is not my size. Can I get some designer ones, please?
1: Actually, okay. We'll keep listening to the story please. But he basically says, like, it doesn't matter. It's actually better if you don't know and laughs it off, which is like, if somebody says it's actually better if you don't know, then you absolutely do need to know whatever it is they're hiding. What's in my baggage? (laughs) It's better if you don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so he sounds so nonchalant about it that it kind of ends up putting her at ease. Like he's just like really chill. He's a like, smooth operator. He is a smooth operator. That is the best word for him. So she's a bit suspicious, but her frame of mind is I don't want to know. I don't want anything to do with it. I just want to get that part of it done and enjoy the trip.
0: Okay. But- um, I know you've had a tough life, Bridgen, but you sound a little naive. Yes, she does. I
1: mean, she was only 20. That is young. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's continue.
1: Okay. So I I wrote like, it's very easy to judge, but this poor girl is working really hard for her sister and she just wants to kick her feet up in the sand and have a cocktail.
0: Especially after she's worn her special shoes. Just get those special shoes off and let the dogs out.
1: And it also reminds me of when we were in Cuba and there was all those rumors going around about how, or sorry, we were in Mexico and people said if you take luggage to Cuba, like people will give you a a baggage or something, then you get a free trip to Cuba. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And we were like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And it's probably just that they couldn't get certain stuff in Cuba because of the political situation, but you never know what could be in that bag.
0: I mean... I know, and it is funny that you reference that because at the time we were budget backpacking, we didn't have a lot of money. We'd, we were coming off the back of two years of backpacking around Central and South America, and we actually thought about it for we a little while.
1: We did. The we did. We thought about it.
0: it, like about taking a bag from a random person and taking it over to Cuba, but
1: they said you could like search the. whole thing. They said you could thing. search it,
0: would, but I mean. I drug mean, smuggling. I don't know. I doubt it would be drug smuggling, but I don't know. But I'm just
1: saying like th- it's easy to kind of get into this thing of yeah, like yeah, yeah, Oh yeah. well if I don't know then I'll just go and get my free trip. Yeah. Mm. So lest we not judge. Thou lest us not ye be judged exactly.
0: They us falls, sins.
1: Yes, and don't judge other people basically. Yeah, don't
0: judge our pronunciation of that statement either
1: yeah <laughs> so the day before she is supposed to fly out cj calls and says he's going to pick her up and take her to a hotel close to the airport okay in johannesburg right. so but
0: he's too busy to go on the trip but he can do that
1: yeah he's you know wants to make sure she gets there if you know special what i mean shoes. Oh, special shoes mm-hmm. special shoes so in the car ride to the hotel cj seems tense they don't really chat it's like very it's not as smooth as it was when they were dating right more business it's more business. So they get to the hotel, he pulls out a plastic bag with the special shoes. Her first thought is, "Damn, these shoes are ugly." They are a really bad brown color. So it's basically like what you said. They fit, but they're a terrible brown color. She does not like them. She's trying to figure out what outfit she can match with these shoes. She's just like, these shoes suck. Like, I don't like them at if all. If I'm going to
0: get in trouble, I'm going to get arrested for a fashion crime.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it's hilarious because it's not like she's buying the shoes. She just needs to wear them for one plane ride. Like, who cares what they look like? She doesn't like the sound they make. Ugh. She's she's not happy with the yeah. shoes. So she's not an idiot. She knows there must be something inside the shoes, right? She's not dumb. But again, she just wants to get to Mauritius and get on with her holiday. So before she leaves, he gives her a SIM card, and the plan is that once she gets to Mauritius, his friend will call and organize the pickup. So Walk
0: outside of the taxi, throw the shoes in the bin, throw on the flip-flops, and then go take your holiday.
1: Okay, so Bridgen flies to the island. From the plane, she can see, like, Gorgeous, bright blue ocean. It. I mean, I was looking at photos of Mauritius. It looks stunning. And you know when you're like flying into your vacation destination and you get so excited that you're going to land and it's oh, like beachy so nice. and tropical. And everybody in the airport is like smiling and they've got their big hats on and their flip flops and everybody's happy. Yes. She's had a few vodkas on the plane as you do when you're going on vacation. Mm-hmm. So she's in vacay mode. So she gets off the plane feeling pretty good. She's getting excited, walking towards customs when she sees a group of people standing against the wall just beyond customs. There's a tall man in the group and he is staring straight at her and it does not stop. He's like, you know, beeline with his eyes. Boom, boom. And she knows immediately... Those men are waiting for me. She's sick to her stomach and she thinks, game over. And there is a hilarious clip in Locked Up Abroad, which is a reenactment show, which is no hate. I've been been there, done that. But this clip is the tall man looking at her, her looking at the tall man, and they just, the camera goes back and forth with their getting closer and closer to their eyes. It's just like this epic eye <laughs> showdown. It's, it's a
0: serious directorial.
1: It's really funny. You guys should watch it. So she makes a beeline for the bathroom. She sits on the toilet, takes off her shoes, and starts looking at the shoes, trying to figure out if there's a way to open it and see what's inside. Mm-hmm. She's like, I need to figure this out. From the outside, it looks completely normal. She can't figure if there's anything like just looks like normal shoes. So she's weighing up her options. She can't run because she's in an airport. There's like nowhere to go. She's not gonna pull a Lars Mittank and bolt. Yeah. If you don't know that story, go back to episode seven. That is a crazy story. story. One of our best, I would say. So what would you do in this situation? You see these men. They're like officials, like airport officials mm-hmm. waiting for you. You obviously know it must have something to do with the shoes. But like, where do you put them? Flush them? So I was thinking like stuff them in a trash can and like wear a different pair of shoes. But I don't think she has her luggage yet. Mm. So go barefoot. But like.
0: I mean, I guess they already have you on security footage coming off the plane in the shoes. Right. So if they find the shoes and they find something in it, then they're already going to be able to tell that you were wearing them. So it doesn't really make a difference if you ditch them. You would need to destroy them. Yes. You would need to find what's inside them. Obviously, it's drugs. or I don't know what it is, but I'm assuming it's drugs. So you would need to split these shoes open, find the drugs, flush it, and even if you fucking completely destroy the shoes, if they find them, I don't know. I mean, unless they can prove that you had drugs in them, they can't really do anything, even if they know you did.
1: Right, exactly. If they don't catch you with the drugs, then...
0: I would just just smash the shoes and try and, like, rip off the soles and...
1: Mm, Okay. So this is why I think it's better to smuggle drugs, like, in your bra or underwear, because you could easily take that off and flush it down the toilet. But shoes are unflushable, as far as I know.
0: Yes. Or you could put them up your butt. The shoes... No, you can put the drugs up your butt and you can just pull them out. <laughs>
1: that's true. Also, it's way more obvious if you're walking around the airport with no shoes than like no bra. Yes. So, Also, I wonder if they let you on a plane with no shoes.
0: Mm, probably not. There's, you know, no shoes, no shirt, no service.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's the airplane law. Yeah, they're the ones it's who made it up. A- aviation law, right? But there's
0: one good thing that flight attendants did, it's is instilling that rule.
1: Yes. Actually, that could be something good for our intern, Comron, to find out if you're allowed to go barefoot on a plane.
0: Come around, get to it.
1: Get to it, Kamran, senior intern.
0: Thank you. There may Thank be not, there may Thank be a promotion in it if you find the answer.
1: Maybe he's already a senior intern.
0: Yeah, well, he might he might get out of the intern bracket. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Could be assistant.
0: Assistant. Assistant
1: to the assistant. Assistant to the assistant to the podcaster to me. <laughs> okay, so she's in the bathroom for a while, and she's also thinking. The other side of this is CJ knows where she lives where she works, who her sister is,
0: everything. Okay, so repercussions.
1: Right. So even if she could run or get rid of the drugs or something, if he is like some sort of high-level drug trafficker or whatever, she doesn't know what kind of risk she's taking if he tries to get revenge. Okay. So that's also a a thought. So there's a lot of options, a lot of things she needs to think about. Yeah, okay, I can see it. So she's like, needs to go out and face the music. So she walks up to Passport So she doesn't
0: even try to... Ruin the shoe? She's just like, "Fuck it, let's yeah,
1: go." Yeah, like, okay. let's play this game. All right, here we go. <laughs> hey, time a bit. You want to play a game? <laughs> Pretty much. So she's trying to smile and look relaxed, but her heart is racing. The group of officials is still staring at her, and she feels like she's walking the plank. So she gets her passport stamped, and she can see her luggage. People are going to grab their luggage, go on their vacation.
0: Is the guy still looking at her?
1: Yes. Ugh. She's walking to her luggage when she feels a grip on her shoulder.
0: Come with me, lady.
1: The man who has been staring at her says, we've been waiting for you. So they knew like totally who she was. So they take her- You've won
0: a free VIP trip. (laughs) You've
1: won a free timeshare tour.
0: (laughs) Of prison.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. So they take her to the back room. And we know you never want to be in the you back never room. never want to be
0: in the back room.
1: It's not a good place to be in an airport.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: And they immediately ask for her shoes.
0: So they know.
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll, knew, I'll explain more. They
0: knew that the shoes were ugly and it was a fashion
1: crime. Yeah, they were like, burn these shoes immediately. These are so ugly. And
0: have a great holiday.
1: Bye. So he, the man flips the shoe over and sticks a crochet needle into the bottom of them. As he pulls it out, it has white powder on it.
0: Mm. Mm. And it wasn't sand.
1: it was not sand. It's not that silky white vacation sand. Delicious
0: Mauritius sand. No,
1: no, no. So he uses his needle to pull off the sole of the shoe, and inside are plastic bags filled with white powder. Not that surprising. Well, probably for her, but (laughs) but not for us.
0: She kind of knew, but anyway. Yeah, I
1: think she kind of knew. So the man opens one of the bags, touches the powder, smells it, does a line. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Here we go. Now the other story's getting interesting."
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. But he does, he turns to her and says, "Do you know what this is?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "It's heroin." Whoa. So she's like, "Oh, shit. The big stuff." The big H.
0: The big H, the horse, yeah, the, the horse. special K.
1: Is that special K? <laughs> yeah.
0: I was just rolling off names. <laughs>
1: okay in total there's almost one kilo of heroin in these shoes which seems like a good amount to put in a shoe right seems like it'd be you wouldn't you feel the shoes are a lot heavier right yeah wouldn't they be really heavy shoes these special shoes he tells her that do you want to guess what the sentence for drug trafficking is
0: in mauritius Mm -hmm. uh, like 40 years or something
1: close Forty-five years. Oh wow! Yeah. I just knew
0: it'd be something very strict.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, in Bali, it's like death sentence, right? Yeah. So it's forty-five years, but she's twenty years old. So she would be getting out when she's sixty-five. Oh, I mean, can you oh, imagine? Sh- that would just be like a punch to the gut, like you've never had. She
0: thought life was. Uh, she thought life was bad before.
1: Yeah, exactly. Life, her life is over. So she's like, I'm never getting married. I'm never having children. It's all over. My life is Yeah, I mean, I'm going done. to prison
0: for 45 years, potentially.
1: hmm So they search the rest of her stuff, find the same card he gave her, a piece of paper with the hotel name. They start interrogating her, asking who her contact is, everything. And then they tell her that they want to organize a sting operation so they can catch the contact in Mauritius, the guy who's oh, supposed to buy the drugs. If
0: that was me, I would Takashi Six Nine that motherfucker in a heartbeat.
1: Right? I'd I would, be like, I would yes. sing
0: like a singing bird. I would snitch. I would get all the stitches because I'd be the all the snitches. I would snitch
1: on that motherfucker in a heartbeat. Totally, especially in a different country. Like if you'd be allowed to go home afterwards. Oh yeah. Like, I would snitch on literally anybody. I'd snitch on my own mama. Yeah. Well, really? Helen? Uh, No, you
0: wouldn't. Yeah. Well, Mm. she stitched me up like that.
1: Oh, Helen. God. Helen,
0: man. Come on.
1: Yeah. Give us a break. So they say she has to go meet the contact, do the sting, and then she'll be able to go home. Done. And of course, she says yes. You know, what are her options? So this group of plainclothes police people, it was men and women, that's why I'm saying people, get used to it, 2020. Police person. Police person. So they escort her from the airport to the hotel. While they're driving, CJ calls and asks her why it's taken so long to get to the hotel.
0: I got a margarita at the bar, relax. I know, I hope they have
1: drinks at the airport there. I'm
0: getting there, I'm getting there.
1: As cheesy as that is in Mexico, I love getting a drink at the airport.
0: And they give you the free margaritas and then they they try to rope you into some kind of tour or bus or something like that. And you're Time like share. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, please tell me more as you drink your third margarita while you're waiting for your Uber to show up.
1: Pretty much. So <laughs> they're like pure sugar, those yeah. margaritas. So CJ seems suspicious. That is a tongue twister. <laughs> So she makes up a story about stopping at the beach. And he's like, okay, kind of buys it. And then he gives her the name of a different hotel to go to than the original one. Oh, so a
0: little bit of a swipsy, swipsy a switch up,
1: which is like, doesn't seem like that useful because she could just tell the police the other hotel name, but whatever. So they get to the hotel and the whole police entourage goes into the hotel with her. Which seems to me like it would attract way too much attention, but okay.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like the best tactic, but anyway.
1: Yeah. So everyone's crowding in a hotel room together, and CJ calls, and he seems a bit suspicious because he tells her to start speaking in Afrikaans instead of English, which the people of Merch's, I don't think they, well, they might. Do they speak Afrikaans? Maybe. I,
0: I think they have their own. Oh, no, I think they speak French.
1: Oh, yes, I do think they speak French. I think they speak French. Yes, okay. So she's freaking out because if he calls off the deal, if he is suspicious and calls off the deal, then the police can't do their sting.
0: Oh, so she's going to go down. And
1: she'll be in prison for 45 years. So she can taste freedom because they're like, if you help us out with this... Tastes
0: like a spicy margarita.
1: It's a delicious, Mauritius freedom. She's like, I just want to go home. So CJ tells her just to wait for his friend to call. So they wait... Bridgen is exhausted. She's over it. But the phone rings again, and the man on the line says he's CJ's friend and gives her instructions to meet him outside the hotel to give him the shoes. Bring the special shoes. It's the special shoes. So it's nighttime at this point. The police tell her that she absolutely must hand him the shoes. They can't do anything if he doesn't actually take the shoes. Okay, yep, yep. Which is like if you've watched... Um, SVU or someone like that any kind of police the wire you know there has to be the handoff they have to do
0: the handoff
1: has to do the handoff so she puts the shoes in a bag and heads to the outside of the hotel so not only is Bridget freaking out that she has to go meet this drug dealer but she doesn't really have much confidence in the police so during this whole time, mm, they i could say that she's been with them the whole time and she hasn't seen them make any phone calls to other police about organizing the sting operation. So she's like, are you guys don't you need to have like backup and like people with guns outside and like, isn't this doesn't this need to be a thing? It just seems like this group of like five police officers that are just like, OK, go off into the dark and do this drug deal. Yeah, seriously. So dangerous. So her heart is going a million miles a minute. She walks out in front of the hotel towards the car and she wants to look around to see if there's any police hiding to protect her, you know?
0: I mean, she doesn't really have much options at this stage, so she, she has should no just options. go for it.
1: Yeah, but she knows that if she looks around, the driver is probably going to know something's yeah, up. Yeah,
0: you just have to be confident and just be like, ding, 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 here's the shoes, here's take the, the shoes, shoes. Don't, don't throw them at him.
1: He's like, There's the special shoes, yeah. <laughs> take it. So she approaches the window and she sees the dude and he looks at her with icy eyes. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and suddenly he bends down to get something from the floor and her heart stops. She doesn't know if he's like seeing a policeman behind her and he's pulling out a gun or a knife or what's happening. Uh-oh. But he sits back up and he pulls out a roll of cash. And she grabs the cash, hands in the bag, and as he is grabbing the bag. He looks behind her and he gets a look of panic on his face. All of a sudden, all of the cops come running out of the hotel towards the car.
0: Why wouldn't they just wait one more second? Did he take the bag? He took the bag. Okay, so he took it. He
1: took the bag, but as he turns the ignition, he pumps the gas to get out of there. He throws the bag out of the car. But it doesn't really matter because all the policemen are on foot and he is in a car.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. So he
1: just drives away and they're running after him and they can't catch up with him, obviously, because no one can, is as fast as a car. No
0: one can catch a car. And she's like, Except the Terminator.
1: Oh, yes. Or the
0: T1000, sorry. Was he there? No, he wasn't, unfortunately. Oh, he, he, was on, he was on some planet in he the future. He wasn't
1: vacationing in Mauritius at the no, time he was and in he's the like, future. I will help you. I was just, yeah. I can do this. No, no, this is T1000. Oh, is that different? Mm Please. is it still Arnold schwarzenegger
0: no who is it just continue <laughs> okay embarrassing i'm sorry i'm sorry guys
1: <laughs> sorry guys so it's just a total shit show like she thought and of course they don't catch him which but is-
0: surely do they re- do they are they filming are they doing anything that no oh, it doesn't
1: know. look like they had any sort of setup like they literally were like we'll just run up to the car and, and pull our guns or something but that didn't work surprisingly So they get back in the car, take her to the police station. They throw her in a cell and tell her that they actually have a suspect in custody. And she needs to participate in an identification parade, which sounds way more fun. (laughs) Hello, Hello,
0: everybody. (laughs) Here are the suspects. What are your special skills?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they have... Uh, fireworks and there's clowns. It's oh, it's, really, a, fun. it's a really fun. So she's thinking like in the movies, it's like you're behind a two-way mirror and everybody lines up and you're like, you know, anonymous basically. And she Let can Let me just... guess,
0: they just all roll into a room and they stare her down.
1: Okay, so, <laughs> well, first of all, the night before she's supposed to do this, she gets a visit from a local lady who basically says, if you know what's good for you, you won't identify him.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Local mama's throwing down the threats.
1: Yeah. Godfather move, right? Mm. Make her an
0: offer she can't refuse.
1: Pretty much. So she's basically like, but if she doesn't cooperate, she could get 45 years in jail. So she's like, possible life in danger. a hard place. Yes. Or 45 years. What would you do? Uh,
0: I'd I'd still snitch. You would? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think so. I don't got no loyalty to to this guy. Yeah. Snitching's not snitching if someone sets you up.
1: No, totally. Well, it's not even about loyalty. It's about if you would get killed. Yeah. Because who knows? You could easily, I mean, the police are obviously not doing a cracking job on this investigation. So I feel like there's You've a got lot the of crack
0: team on the job.
1: Yeah, seriously. It's all about the crack over there. Yeah. So instead of a normal identification lineup like the movies, she's just taken to this outdoor courtyard where a bunch of men are just hanging out, wandering around. So she has to just walk around and look at people. And they're just staring back at her and tell them if she recognizes any of them.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: She also says that this is like in the open, like open to the public. So pretty much anybody could just wander in there, which is hilarious because if you were just like, I'm going to go for a walk today and you end up in this courtyard and then you get mistakenly identified for a crime, you could just end up in jail. (laughs)
0: Yeah, also, wouldn't that mean that the person who is being detained could also just walk out?
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's what she said. It's very odd. So she is sick to her stomach. She's freaking out because she's in the open. Like, anybody could take a shot at her. Yep. But she says, I can't identify anybody. I'm sorry.
0: Like, legitimately she can't?
1: Legitimately she couldn't. So then one of the officers takes her back downstairs and points at a man standing near a counter and says... You see, this is the man and he's actually wearing the same color shoes as the special shoes. Same like fabric color that she really didn't like. But she's so freaked out and in this crazy state. She spent like three nights in the jail so far or something. And it was really dark during the drug deal. So she So is it the guy? She freaks out and doesn't recognize him. Then she's taken downstairs and the same man is brought in the room that she's in. She looks over at him, and he smiles and winks at her, which is super creepy. Yeah. And he, f- when he smiles, he flashes a gold tooth. And immediately, she recognizes him. And she
0: thinks it is...
1: Merv. Or is it Harry? It's
0: Harry from, from Home, Home Alone. Alone.
1: Yes. That is totally what I thought. It's like, ding. Ding. Hey, kid. Ding. That's pretty much how this went down. Yeah. So she's like, oh, my God, that was the dude. But it's too late. She already said she didn't recognize him. And the officer says, you see, he's smiling because he just got away with 45 years. Isn't that terrifying? Whoa. So she's fucked. So she immediately gets taken to Beau. I'd be like, it's him, it's him, it's him. Yeah, I mean, it's too late. You know, the justice system. Mm. So she immediately gets taken to Beau Bassin Women's Prison for doing French. Um, she it is intense in there. She can hear people shouting and screaming. Fresh
0: meat. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm guessing like a white, blonde South African woman walking in is probably gonna get some stares. So she actually finds out that a lot of the women in the prison are there for drug trafficking, drug use, or prostitution.
0: Okay. The big Um, three.
1: Yeah, the big three. She also finds out that there's other women from around the world, like South Africa, France, Madagascar, Kenya, and other countries who are there from the same setup as she was with drugs smuggled in their shoes. Oh, this is a real racket. Some by the same guy, CJ.
0: CJ. So
1: she's like swapping stories and there's like, yeah, CJ fucked me over. And they're like, oh my God, CJ fucked me over too. Okay.
0: Why would CJ not change his name?
1: Great question. I guess he's just getting away with this.
0: How to get away with drug smuggling. Isn't
1: that crazy? So he goes all over the world doing this. It's a really mm. fucked up. Yeah. So she has to wait a year and a half before being brought to trial. It's a long time. That's a long time. But while she's waiting, she catches a break. The court starts reducing sentencing laws for drug charges. And eventually, instead of 45 years in prison, she is sentenced to seven years, which is one of the lowest sentences ever delivered for drug trafficking in Mauritius.
0: That's also a huge reduction.
1: Huge. Huge. But seven years is still a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. It's
0: still, especially in your prime, in your early 20s. Your prime. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. Especially when you're that young, seven years feels like literally forever. That's your whole 20s, basically. Yeah. After 27, it's just downhill. Lies. So. <laughs> so and it's like a really scary, dirty prison. It seemed like people are like shooting up heroin in Ugh. the prison. There's bugs. Right. It's very scary. Um. So she, you know, has like prison fights. She goes into solitary. All this oh, stuff happens. Wow. Yeah. And one day she gets called downstairs, and a policewoman gets her to sign a piece of paper, and she says, "You're going home." Woo! After how long? Seven years. Oh, so I she think does was, the whole... I think, yeah, she does the whole... I so think it might never, have been a, even a bit longer. So she
0: never, like, this guy never went down?
1: Not as far as I know.
0: Wow. Yeah. I thought there was going to be some kind of twist, but she actually did the seven years.
1: She did her time.
0: Damn. So she could have had to... She Her whole life could have been over.
1: She was so lucky that she didn't have to do... I mean, not lucky in the grand scheme of things, but the fact that she didn't have to serve 45 years, she oh, could still yeah. be in jail.
0: Yeah, forever, basically.
1: Her takeaway is if something sounds too good to be true, it is.
0: (laughs) Damn. So, what any follow up? Like, where is she now? Like, what's she doing? How's she doing? I
1: could not find a follow up.
0: Damn. That is crazy. Man, fuck. She's so, yeah, so unlucky, but also so lucky that things turned out that way. Mm -hmm. But also, should have seen it coming. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of circumstances. I'm sure it's very circumstantial and it's easy to be on the outside and look at it and go, She should have known, but you know, things happen.
1: It's crazy that there's all these other women in there who were caught. So that's how they knew it was the shoes.
0: I can just imagine that this person is a very confident, manipulative, suave, smooth person who preys on young, vulnerable women who, and she seems like the perfect candidate. She's, you know, doesn't have a lot of money. She's lost a lot of the support in her life. She's probably had to forego a lot of her own joy to look after her sister and and this guy probably saw sees girls like that coming a mile away and just goes, Yep,
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: the next one. You know, you'll get paid to do it, you'll make money, you'll have a holiday. I can see no judgment at all, but yeah, wow.
1: Yeah, because on the first date, it was saying that she told him about her, you know, family life and her story and everything, and he probably thought, perfect, this is the perfect target—somebody who doesn't have a lot of money, just broke up with their fiance, probably wants some sort of love interest who can take care of her and her family.
0: Mm. Mother's passed
1: away, dad's gone. Like, I could see the vulnerability there. Oh
0: yeah, damn, well. So,
1: key takeaway: if someone asks you to wear special shoes. Do not put on the shoes.
0: Yeah. It just had me writing a whole bunch of stories in my head that I think that we could probably investigate for this podcast. But yeah, do not take anything that you have not packed yourself. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. I mean, they tell you that. That's the number one rule. Everybody knows that. But just it could be that story could be sold to you in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, that was a great story. Thank you. Yes. I really enjoyed it.
1: Good. Thank you. And I enjoyed you researching
0: it. enjoyed it as well, Voyagers, because mm. we're wrapping up this episode.
1: Mm, yes, we are. We are. So don't forget to go back and listen to our latest Voyager chat that was released oh, on yep. Thursday with Bob DeMena. His story is wild. It is bananas. It is
0: bananas.
1: There is a lot going on. So you definitely want to go back and listen to that one.
0: Yes. And we've got more Voyager chats coming up on Thursday, as always. And we'd love to know what you think of our Voyager Chat series, if you're enjoying it, uh, if you've got a story to tell. And doesn't even have to you don't have to come on the interview. But we do want to hear your stories. Remember, you can keep them coming at notsobonvoyage.com slash submit, or you can hit us up on the socials at notsobonvoyage. If you've got stories, even if it's something small, we, we tell stories of all sizes, all shapes and sizes. We don't discriminate. That's we tell true. big stories and small stories and tall stories and thin stories. Mm. So if you have even, even just a small travel tale and anecdote Equip, quip, as they would say. Just shoot it our way, and we would love to give you a little shout-out and talk about it.
1: Yeah, chat with us.
0: Yeah, chat with us. And until Thursday, guys, that is all from us. This is the Not So Bomb Voyage podcast. Remember to stay safe at home.
1: And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Bye. Bye, bitches.